Hey, welcome back to the Bobblehead Podcast as we do, I think, our last uh, episode on listener-submitted questions. And uh, this one is, what tools do we use in terms of books, podcasts, whatever, to keep us motivated? And uh, it prompts an interesting conversation between Tim and I on discipline versus motivation. And we dive pretty deep into that. And um, I think you guys hopefully will get something out of this one. Super glad you're here. Let's get started. You know what's funny is I can still feel every time I like sit up in this chair because we have to sit up in these chairs. You really do. Like maybe yeah. in the 2023 budget for the podcast. Maybe different chairs. Which includes like five dollars a year. Like um, that, that we can we can we get some different different chairs because it makes us look thrumpy. But even that, like <laughs> really like I've pushed off on these chairs and these chairs are so cheap. They, By the way, they, they I, I I have to get up. I, I can't use this. I'm, I'm gonna break them. They were $115 on Amazon a piece. Yeah. And vegan off. leather. Vegan leather? Mm-hmm. What the hell is vegan leather? It's leatherette. Leatherette? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... It, yeah. These chairs, they squish us. They squish us, yeah. I think they're I'm so low. I'm 150 pounds in real life. <laughs> the, and they make you lie. Razor sharp jawline. And they make you lie. <laughs> and they make you lie. Okay, so funny thing is, somebody's razor sharp jawline. You and I were both on Instagram. We send each other funny All things. All the time, yeah. I, th- I thought I sent you some really good ones yesterday. Yeah, you really did. Yeah, you were on point. Yeah, thank you. And uh, But have you seen the ones with like there's ads and they're, like these rubber ball things and they're like putting them in their mat and they're like, rah, 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 and they're yeah. supposed to make your jawline. I'm like, number one, do you know how stupid that looks? And number two, is that really good to build your jaw muscle? I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm Here I go. I'm just throwing this out there because I have to. So- my teeth at night when I sleep, I would grind my teeth. And that's why I don't have my original teeth. I just said that. And, um, but the reason why is because my jaw, I've always my whole life I've had really thick jaw. So I go to my buddy Bruce and Bruce puts, I think this last time I did 50 units. Uh, I think that's right. 50 units of Botox in each side in my jaw so that I don't do that. It's made a world of difference, right? I mean, huge difference. And so I'm here trying to make my jaws less large, right? Because they're already just massive. What do you call them? Masseters, right? These things right here. And here are people trying to build theirs up with this funky little deal. I'm like, that's that can't be good for you. I, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm distracted by something. Like so, you fake, can ask. fake teeth and Botox. Like you you are you are one procedure away from being a shoe in for real housewives of Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll often think that, you know, when I'm dead, the only thing that's going to be left of me is my fake teeth yeah, and my, my skeleton and my fake teeth. You know, and, and I, I just, I'm a picture of rugged beauty. So I, you know, I don't need, and you'll procedures. be a skeleton in a cage. <laughs> I don't need procedures. You know, I just let yeah. my hair fall out and yeah. you know, get all wrinkly. And well, the problem is my, yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll stop. There. Let's just leave it right there. Let's just leave it right there. <laughs> yeah. I was a mess. Yeah, I finally, you know, the, the dentist said, have you thought about this, you know, doing this? Cause your teeth are being ground down pretty good. And, uh, so I said to, to Jamie, I said, should I do that? She's like, yes. I'm like, wait, wow. You have an opinion. She goes, yeah, I think you should do it. You're like you've been hanging on. That I'm like, yeah, while, but huh? this and this, she goes, yeah, but I think you should do it. She, that one's been sitting yeah, in her turned, back pocket for a little while. <laughs> yeah. It turns out she <laughs> thought, you know, she thought I looked like a meth head. Really? Yeah. All my teeth were grinding. I would look, I would smile and you just, it, it looks weird. Like you look at my old pictures. And seriously, I look like I've been doing math. We should put in the show notes. Let's put a before and after picture. Yes, don't. No, you don't want to do Just that? Don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jamie was sitting on that one for a little while. Long. I mean, she answered it way too fast. Yeah. Right? Like, baby, you think I put on a few pounds? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, you have. I'm so wow. glad. You, I'm so okay. glad. You so asked. you have a. So you have an opinion. Well, yeah. Okay. Thanks, babe. Again, we're getting pretty far afield, which is pretty rare for us to do. I know. But the whole Shocking. wellness side of things, as you get up into your middle ages, is incredibly important. So Jamie and I have talked about this, and Jamie, Jamie's, you know, she raised the kids, so she didn't work out of the house. And um, but now, like she's like, I'm just as busy as when the kids were here, but all I'm doing is maintenance. Yeah, and I'm like, what? And then I start thinking about it. I'm like, man, you know how much time I spend at dentists, doctors, pellets, um, working out, all the stuff just to maintain. And, and it's constant. Like I go to the chiropractor every freaking week. I get massages every two weeks, just trying to keep all this working. Right. Dude. And I'm like, when I'm seventy. Man, if I can just sit down in a chair and get out of it, I'll be good. And it seems like the one constant that's associated with like maintenance of your body and wellness is pain. Yeah, it's pain and money. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that. That which was, is a that form of pain, right? Yeah. Because like you think about you know like Lisa will go get like the the microderm like the the, the facial stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they basically scrape the top x amount of layers of your skin. Oh, they off. put acid on it. Yeah, and it burns the top layers off. Yes, Jamie did that once. She's like, I'm not doing that again. No. And like me, I'm like, I think I'd rather look like a like a kiwi that was left out in the sun for too long rather than have my face scraped off. Yeah, it can't be fun. But it's, you know, that's what she says. She says, hey, beauty hurts. Yeah, but we say, I mean, I mean, as guys, again, you know, chiropractors, we, yeah. do, we both do the testosterone therapy and stuff yeah. like that. Like, it's it's incredibly important and it's incredibly expensive. It is crazy expensive. And, but, and being a kind of a weenie, it hurts. By the way, I went in the other day to where you get your pellets the same place I do. Mm-hmm. And it was a different person because our, our favorite nurse, Laura, was not there that day, which we love Laura. She's the best for different reasons. We yeah. won't get into the podcast. Um, she's really good at what she does, right? And But, man, I got to tell you, it hurt so bad. You know when they they, they put the, the numbing stuff in there? And that hurts because they dig around with the needle. And that usually what hurts. Dude, I don't know if she put it. She lost track of where she put it. But she started putting those pellets in, and yeah. she put it in a place that was not dead. Mm-mm. And that's happened I'd, to me before too. It was. It, I'm like, I think you hit a spot that's not deadened yet, because it it's it splits the muscle in order to be able to put that pellet. It in. It hurt so bad. In the feeling of it, and I thought it was just pain. And dude, I bled like a stuck pig for a day, and I didn't notice it. But five days later, my whole waistline is like black and blue bruised. I guess we're bled internally. She probably had a vein or something. <laughs> so, but dude, I'm not, I'm like from after that, I called back and said, Hey, I need, I need to know when Laura's going to be there. That so. happened to me pretty much the same thing. Remember I came in the office and I, I had a white polo on and oh, you were yeah. like, dude, like, are you okay? Yeah, you and it was like, my, it. it was like my shirt was basically stuck to my back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did that some the other day. I, we are, we are not an ad for testosterone however, therapy. However, if if we had not done it and you'd looked at us and you looked at us now, you'd gone, yeah, that, that made a difference. Oh, yeah. Because it really does make yeah, a difference. Yeah, my testosterone was like 200. Yeah. And now it sits up around 1,000. Yeah. So, like, like they're, I mean, imagine me, I mean, 75, 80% less awesome. Yeah. I would be like a normal human. It, like, <laughs> and, and then, you know, it just would yeah. be tragic. It was funny on Rogan the other day, some of the, there was something about, um, they were talking about Bezos. And how different he looked, you know, he kind of stepped away from the business a little bit, Bezos did, and how he like all jacked now. And they were talking about him, and Rogan's like, "Yeah, man, you think that's natural? Because nah. you're crazy, blah blah." And he's and he's like, 
going off about, yeah, he's taking hormone stuff and hormone stuff. And the guy's going, yeah, well, who would do that? Rogan's going, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking it. I'm on it too. Yeah. And, and because it, it's the reality of it is, and, and if, hey, if you're listening to this and you're a middle-aged guy over 35 or 37, whatever you want to call it, and man, you're feeling the after, you know, they talk about it on the commercials, but it's true. In the afternoon, you're feeling kind of sluggish and you're not yourself. Man, go get that check because it is a game changer. You're doing yourself a and massive there's some, disservice. And there's some potential risk associated we need to sure. look at for you. Um, but, oh, my gosh, game changer. You, I mean, mo most of all of our friends are doing it mm -hmm. or on it. And the, the potential consequences associated with taking it, I think, are less than the consequences of not taking it. I agree. You know, of, of having such strongly diminished testosterone has wide, yeah. widely reaching, very profound health yeah. health effects well, I remember when we went to my doctor the first time my levels were up and he's like oh wow this is a problem we know you're doing this I, i'm not sure i think about that i said let me tell you something if if i die three years three years younger than what i would without him i'm happy with that yeah. i will give it up because it's quality of life versus quantity of life right is i would be absolutely miserable mm -hmm. if i didn't have that and i'm a different person because of it yeah. so anyway for me it was easy yeah. And thyroid is behind that for me, you know, like yeah. I, I ended up having a, a pretty big thyroid problem associated with some stuff from the military and getting my thyroid squared away and getting my testosterone squared away. Yeah. Like it's like being a different human. Yeah. But I thought it was cool that you were a test person in the military for gamma ray guns. That was cool. Pretty much. Yeah. Like to see if it really affected you. Or <laughs> I glow you. in the dark. You glow in the dark. But you know, if, if you, if you got to get up and go in the, the bathroom in the morning, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to have a nightlight. Yeah, I, just, I, don't, I just, it, it, it's, like, it's, it's like a human glow stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I'm just picturing it right now and it makes me happy. You know, but I actually think this this conversation is kind of a good segue into the last question. I really do. Uh, yeah, so I'll read it to you. Cool. Um, what tools do you use to stay motivated? Like um, book recommendations, podcast recommendations, etc. I hate the term motivation. I hate it. I hate it to my core. If I were to ask you how you felt about the term motivation, what would you say? I, I think it's become such a cliche statement and motivation is so short-sighted and so short-lived because you can be motivated about something, it, but motivation lacks the core tenets to carry you through the difficult times, mm -hmm. right? Your motivation can be changed by a set of external variables, by somebody, you know, hey, honey, I'm motivated to go to the gym today. Well, I, I, I want you to stay and hang out with me. And that motivation can be short-lived and it can be overturned. Mm -hmm. um, it, like life circumstances, you know, monetary circumstances. I think people use the term motivation and discipline synonymously, mm. but I think they're completely different. No, I agree. And, and people talk about what keeps them motivated. They need to be talking about what they can do to become disciplined. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like I, I try to throw out the things that keep me motivated because again, it's so short lived and, and it kind of ebbs and flows with the season of life, but I try to focus on the things that make me and keep me disciplined mm -hmm. because I know discipline can endure from here till the end of time. Motivation, is again, I've said it a thousand times. It's, it's just, it's too short lived for me to buy into that term. Okay. I get that. So I'm, I'm going to flip that a little bit and say it's, I, I agree with you, but the things that I learned from that I will use the word motivate me come from me doing things that I'm disciplined for. Right. Sure. So we, we've been talking about all kinds of stuff, but workout, right? That's also, it's to me, it's the best example of motivation versus discipline. And that I don't want to go work out. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to get up and go work out every single day, I want to meet that person, right? But if you are disciplined that I'm going to work out three days a week, five days a week, whatever your thing is, 
is to start that it's kind of like peloton man it's a pain in the butt i get shorts on i get my i, I use a um a heart rate monitor put that on i gotta put the stupid shoes on biking shoes on and get on there and they have to go pick a workout and it's not a big deal but it's just all that stuff and getting started i'm like i don't have 30 minutes and then but five minutes in and i'm into it and then i'm three-fourths the way through it man now i'm motivated right yeah. and i get to the end i'm like gosh i'm so glad i did that i feel so much better i accomplished that and now i'm now i'm really motivated but it all began with discipline yep right and so it's the same thing with you know we talk about books and we talk about podcasts we listen to you know it's the discipline to and i you you probably are just like me is that man it's so much easier for me to turn on 105.3 the fan yep. listen to but the sports talk about what all happened yesterday and because i really enjoy that and i really learn like learning about all this stuff but at the end of the day it doesn't really mean anything it doesn't help me um so i, I have to force myself to go okay What's my list of podcasts that I subscribe to that are up? What are the new ones? What are some of the topics that I could get from it? And I'm always, you know, and so it's a discipline thing for me to go listen to it because um, I know that I'm going to get something out of it, right? And so I usually do. I get here and I'm like, man, I'm so glad I listened to that. I learned so much or I'm, you know, I, I'm a better person or I'm more knowledgeable because of what I listen to. Or I, it, I may have changed my opinion or maybe moved my opinion to the left or right a little bit more based on a point somebody was making, right? Staying open-minded to do that. Yeah. But it took discipline to go there. I don't get excited about going and opening a book. I, I love reading, but I don't enjoy reading business books. They're so long and meet with me being probably a little bit ADD or whatever, I can't, you know, can't focus for very long. If there's 15 points in the book and it takes 700 pages to get there, man, I'll, I'll, I'll forget all of them, right? But if I can read a chapter or two and get something from it, then I can take that and use it, right? But getting back to the book to learn something else is difficult. Um, for me to read a story about something that's a, a, a real story, like I love reading biography about somebody's life, it's, there's a story there. I get that. I can do that. That's more enjoyable to me. Um, you know, podcasts that aren't super long, that aren't trying to make 15 points, right? Or don't try to make one point in 45 minutes. We're probably guilty of that some. Um, but making a point, tell me why and let me think through it, then I'm good at it. But I have to be disciplined to start that. Yeah, I like that. And, and I think the difference is discipline is saying, this is who I am. I do this because this is who I am. Yeah. Versus motivation is this, I'm doing this because this excites me. Right. Right, yeah. I, might be kind of a fair thing. And, and again, life and variables and, you know, things can, can get you your motivation to change. But if you have those core tenets of discipline, I, I don't think those can be changed very often. And, yeah. and, and I think about it this way, you know, think about somebody who, you know, you kind of your prototypical new CrossFitter, right? Mm -hmm. And we, we, we were those people for, for sure. Very, we both did CrossFit for a very right, long right. time. They talk about it because they're excited about it and because they're motivated about it versus the person that's been doing it for a very long time. They just do it because it's who they are, right? And and you know they're going to be there every day at 5.30 in the morning, whether they're happy, whether they're sad, whether they're whatever, they're there because it's part of who they are. Right. Versus the person that tends to be motivated early, mm -hmm. it wanes over time because yeah. they don't ha they don't turn the motivation into discipline or they don't allow the discipline to drive the motivation. They just, they're excited about it. And yeah. when it loses its excitement, then they're on to F45. And they yeah. do that because that's exciting. And right. then they go on to do, you know, Whatever. sit and be fit or whatever right, right? and right. do that because it's exciting right you know it's, it's like the difference between when i see somebody out running and they're enjoying that because it's a beautiful day versus who what people are out there when it's pouring rain yeah and it's 
35 degrees. You're right? David Goggins of the world, right? Yeah. Psycho. By the way, did you? <laughs> I think I may have sent it to you. Was it the it was the video and somebody that's like this cartoons thing and they landed in Mars? Yeah. Like, oh, Lando, we're the first people here. And it's so, but you know, we can't go out there because you can't, you know, it's too hot and you can, there's no oxygen. And all of a sudden he runs across mm -hmm. in front of him. Anyway, it's really funny. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, parody. And there, there's so many and, parodies and that, on that, him. So that's, that, he's a great example of motivation. He's very, a lot of people watch him and they're motivated by him. He he thinks like he does because of the discipline he has. Yeah, right. And so you know, people are like I want to be like David. Well, you're not going to be like David unless you get out there and bust your hump like David, right? So does motivation motivate other people? Or does discipline motivate other people? I think I think short term, people are motivated by what David says in this case. But I think long term for people to be truly motivated lifelong or to do what David does. So is motivation like a like a physical manifestation of discipline? Could be. Um, it could be. Yeah, I haven't really thought that through, but it could be. Because, I mean, Goggins is a perfect example of that, I think. Like when you see him doing that, it's not because he's motivated to do it. I'm sure there's times where he he hates it, but yeah. he's doing it anyway. Yeah. But. I think people are motivated. They they interpret that as he's motivated and he motivates me. Mm -hmm. But then think about you. I'm motivated by David Goggins. So like I'm gonna go for a 20 mile run today, right? Yeah. I'm gonna go for a 20 mile run tomorrow. But then I'm gonna start to get really sore, mm -hmm. and that motivation wanes, wanes, mm -hmm. right? And and I I haven't turned that motivation into discipline mm -hmm. to learn to do it the right way, to learn to do it consistently, to right. learn to you know eat and all those kind of things that that accompany what it means to be truly disciplined. Yeah. And so I'm motivated by David Goggins, mm -hmm. right? So I go out and I do it, and it wanes, and mm -hmm. then I fade away, and I look for yeah. the next yeah. the next piece of motivation. So I think, again, as we just talked through this, I think. The motivation is kind of the the, the fluff that sits on top, mm -hmm. but the discipline is the is the core and the foundation that, yeah. that is immovable. It's almost like it's the uh, it it's like the thing that the motivation is what draws you to it, but what makes you better from it is actually the discipline part of it, right? So you know people people see the CrossFit. I, we talk about CrossFit. Neither one of you of us do CrossFit really anymore, right? right. And, and I love it. I I just can't because of injuries, whatever. Um, but you know, people see the CrossFit games and they're very motivated. But the reality is, dude, I do CrossFit for 13 years. Yeah. I can do some of those same movements, but I can't do them like they can. They're 25 years old, 28 years old. I can't do it. Right. This is, but people get motivated by that and they go out there and do CrossFit. And because all of a sudden they can't do a, you know, a 275 pound, you know, cleaning jerk, they're like disappointed. I can't, Why can't that, I do yeah. that? It takes a lot of time and a lot of work to get to that point, right? And you're not working out five hours a day like some of these guys on the games are. So I think it's the games draw people and and they go to a CrossFit gym and some people, and everybody's motivated by that to go because they want to be better. The motivation is, I want to be better. What does that mean? And then there's people that are willing to stick with the discipline of that over time and they do get better versus the people who are like, oh, I'm sore or man, that's hard or that's not fun. I always leave here exhausted and they drop it and go do something else. Right. And I think that there's all, I think there's something for everybody. There's people bike, people do Peloton mm -hmm. all the time. People do um, lifting, people do yoga, people do whatever it is. And you kind of are motivated about, by, by something, but it drives you to try it and you either do it and you stick it out or you don't. Right. And I think there's something for everyone 
And the only thing that bothers me is that all you do is jump around because right. of motivation and never find the discipline, then, you know, that's what you're missing out on. And I think no matter what you do, we're talking about physical activity, but you know, whether you play golf or you do CrossFit or you lift weights or you do yoga, or you do Peloton or Pilates or whatever, right? Jump into something and stick with it and find a discipline with it. And I think you're going to wind up finding out that the discipline is what drives you, not the motivation at that point in time. Yeah. It seems like, you know, like, and again, this can apply to anything, but like I'm disciplined. So because I'm disciplined, it motivates me to listen to podcasts. It motivates yeah. me to work out. It motivates me to to do the things that I know are going to make me better. And then that motivation can turn back around and can yeah. re-solidify the discipline. And I think the motivation can be, can serve as the vessel to want to do things mm -hmm. based on the discipline that you have. So it's almost like discipline creates motivation. Motivation feeds the discipline, right. which, which creates the motivation, which yeah. feeds the discipline. And, and I think what you do again, the physical activity of whether it's reading or listening or CrossFit or F45 or Peloton or whatever, again, I think becomes the physical manifestation of discipline that motivates you to try that thing. Right. Yeah. And the people that really lack the true discipline are the ones that are motivated in the short term to try it. And they, they lack the discipline to overcome the short term or the long term obstacles associated with that activity. So they just stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So we really haven't answered the question. No. So now that we've talked through all that stuff, what is it that you, what is it you listen to, read, whatever, right? You know, for me, I, I, again, what motivates me is, is routine in the morning, get out of bed, you know, get out of bed when, when the alarm goes off, get up, do my mm -hmm. morning routine, listen to podcasts on the way to work, mm -hmm. um, you know, try to go through my day in a set and that's pretty disciplined. That's kind of driven yeah. by, yeah. I use Trello for my productivity board and I go mm -hmm. through the day that way. And then I listen, I allow myself to listen to music on the way home because yeah. I, I want to go through that transitionary phase. Okay. And then I do physical exercise and then I spend time with the family and all of those things. I'm motivated by those things because it's, it, it's who I want to be. It's the type of person that I want to be. Right. And I don't always get it right, but yeah. um, I try to use my discipline as a foundation and allow that to motivate me to do the things that I know feed who I want to be. Okay. What about you? I'm going to go a different direction. Um, I, I enjoy the things that, that I try to discipline myself to do. And, and the questions that were brought up were books, podcasts, et cetera. Right. Um, I, I love documentaries. I like documentaries that, um, on people and how they live their life. It teaches me things. I don't always take it. You know, it's people do documentaries from a point of view. So there's always, it's always kind of one-sided. Um, but I love reading biographies. I love reading biographies about people's lives written not as an autobiography, but from an outside person who maybe that person's dead and gone, but they've researched this person and they've, you know, talked about their life. Like the movie, the Elvis movie, you know, it was dramatic and everything, but there's some, a lot of that stuff was true stuff. Yeah. And I learned a lot from it and it was cool. It was a different side. I appreciate that. But podcast wise, you know, man, hands down, the best podcast out there is Bob Blade podcast. Yeah. I mean, Duh. I mean, you just, everything else fails in comparison to bobblehead. Mm -hmm. So um, there's two guys on there. They're really smart. Golly, they're smart. Handsome. So I listen. Yeah. A little, a little frumpy in the chair, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, a lot of the ones I listen to, I'm just kind of looking through mine right now is, you know, I'm a pilot. So I love, there's one called the fighter pilot podcast. I don't get a lot out of it other than I learn more about aviation and, and I learn about people's discipline, 
you know, it, people, I've, I've got a friend that was in the Blue Angels, that was one of the Blue Angel pilots. And, you know, he decided when he was like nine years old, I don't know what the exact age was, but he wanted to be a Navy fighter pilot. And he literally disciplined his life around that until he became one. And so what I get out of that is, man, that's awesome. But what I get motivated by is the discipline of what he did to get through it. But then I'll, you know, all these guys that were, you know, fighter pilots, they all had that discipline, every one of them. And I learned what drove that discipline in them. And it was, that's interesting to me. Um, I listened to a lot of um, Dan Sullivan stuff. They have some podcasts out that are pretty good. Um, there's one called uh, Exponential Wisdom. Uh, check that out. Um, one of the ones I get a lot out of, and she's actually, I haven't talked to her in years, but she was a good a friend of mine, Shannon Waller. Yeah. At, um, she's, there's one called Team Success. And it's really good about leading your teams. Really good ideas, really good stuff. Highly recommend ripping that. One of the one that you and I really like. No, I've I've listened to it probably has been two or three weeks. Is uh, chasing excellence. Ben Bergeron. Yeah. Man, you want to you want to get motivated for discipline, and you cross those however you want to. That dude, man, he 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 talks straight. He shapes it in a way that that helps people understand and connects with people. And he's good for me. He can read a book about something and break it down in five minutes or less, which is good for me that helped me get one or two points from it and I can take from it. Something you said earlier, I do it because that's who I am came from him. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and you and I have always hung on to that is, you know, I do this because this is who I am. It's a difference between I'm going to be disciplined to do it versus, you know, I'm going to do this because this is who I am. So I listen to Rogan a lot. Um, I, I don't, I don't get a lot of, of stuff from him other than I learn about people's lives. He's really good at interviewing people and learning about their lives. And, and if, if you don't listen to Rogan, it's long. It's like three hours, right? In most cases, sometimes it's less. But um, if you haven't listened to Rogan and you want to listen to one to try, hands down, uh, there's one on uh, the song singer-songwriter Jewel. Did you listen to that? Yep. You want to learn about somebody who's the most interesting person I've ever heard in my life. And what they did in their life is unbelievable. We talked about it on a podcast one yep. time. So, um, hey, if you're trying to find a podcast that is long, that you want to get something out of instead of reading a book, you're not a good reader, man, go listen to that podcast with Jewel. It will rock your world and it will make you appreciate who you are. It'll make you appreciate where you are, but it'll also, um, you'll learn about someone's, um, ability to stay driven when there's nothing to live for. Yep. It's unbelievable. So anyway, those are some of the things that, that, uh, that I do. I'm not a big, not a big movie guy. I enjoyed some, but, um, but man, that's, I wish I could read more books, but number one, I'll find time to do it. Number two, I get bored. You know what? Real, real quick aside, discovery channel, like some of the documentary series that they have, like on the, the Pacific theater for world mm -hmm. war two, like some of those or the Gulf war, and the reenactments and the CGI, CGI reenactments that, yeah. that they do. And you learn about the pilots and, yeah. and the commanders and stuff like that. Like, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think I told you one of the coolest things is, um, you know, I'd love P-38s from World War II, yeah. the twin engine. Anyway, so I've, I've told you this story before, but um, I actually found out in my little small town that there was a guy that flew those in North Africa. And so he was probably late 70s when I met him. And I would take him to lunch and he would tell me stories. And tell me stories about the battles and some of the fights and some of the combat and some of all this stuff. And, and hearing it firsthand from someone was unbelievable. And learn about his life and what his mindset was, what he was thinking about is just unbelievably cool. That's so awesome. that was 
that was even better than one of those documentaries. I'm getting it real time. Yeah. I actually had a conversation with my stepdad. I didn't know it. Like his uncle growing up and, and I was around him and he's, he's since passed. Dale kind of brought it up casually in conversation. He was a double ace in the Pacific theater. No Wally way. Westmark had no idea. And I looked no it up. And, you know, first I was like, you're so full of it. And I looked it up and I'm like, sure, sure as can be. Seriously. Yeah. What do you fly? Do you know? I, I don't know. It doesn't matter to you. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. It, 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 it was a fly boy. Yeah. It just, it did yeah that that's, that's the noise it made. <laughs> I think that's a good place to stop. Oh, that's a great place to stop. <laughs> All right. I enjoyed this. Thank yeah, you. That was fun. All right. Until next time. Bye.